0: Albert, a like at this morning. News Talk WANI as we hit the WANI hotline and Daryl Daprich Max Roundtable Mondays. Happy Easter Monday to you, Daryl.
1: Man, Happy Easter Monday. Yeah, the Monday after Easter. So uh, I hope you guys, you and your family, had a, had a great day and uh, it was it was fun. It was fun celebrating yesterday. That's for sure.
0: Let me ask you this: We've been on baby Watch. Do we have one yet?
1: We do. We have a baby. All right. Thursday at 920, uh, Barrett Elizabeth Grant uh, hit the world at nine pounds, one ounces to make me a grandfather for the first time. So we have enjoyed uh, being at the hospital. You know, they're kind of a little bit restricted still with some visitation things as far as the amount of folks that can go. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's been phenomenal. And uh, yeah, everything that I thought it would be, being a grandfather, they, 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 Everyone's doing fine. Mom and baby are doing fine. They came home yesterday on Easter Sunday. They released them from the hospital yesterday. So, um... It was a it was a great Easter Easter
0: present to put in the Easter basket. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that is that is awesome. So uh, congratulations, congratulations Thank on you. being a, on being a granddad. And uh, yes. I am I am sure that that youngin will be spoiled within an inch of their life here from moving forward. So uh, and that's just from personal experience. Mine are now fourteen and about to be thirteen, and I can tell you that the grandparents think – They they hold a higher standard uh, in the world. I I told you you can tell your daughter this, Daryl. She's going to know where she stands in the world when they come over to visit, and you walk out and you grab the grandbaby and head inside without even talking to the kids. Uh,
1: There you go. That's that's, yeah. That's uh, (laughs) I could see that happening. You know, it's just uh, the dynamic of it. um, Obviously, like I said, with the hospital restrictions, Mm -hmm. so you go and you try to. as much time as you can now that they're back home Mm -hmm. letting them settle in i'm looking forward to going over there in their house in the home environment and letting and doing that but it's a great it's a it's a great feeling and um again it was it was one of those situations where it blew by fast probably not for them but for me (laughs) as a potential grandfather she got here quick so uh I'm excited, and I hope she's
0: a, a future Auburn athlete. Oh, that is awesome. That <laughs> is awesome. So, uh, speaking of Auburn athletes, uh, yes. so the FBI came out this past week. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no doubt that Alabama up there at number one. This is the Football Power Index. I think the thing that stands out in my mind, though, Auburn listed at number 10. Now.
1: Yeah, I I was very surprised by that as much as I was last year when Mississippi State was listed in the top ten. I remember being on the radio and talking about that at the Max Roundtable that I could not wrap my head around why Mississippi State was in the top ten. And, of course, Mississippi State finished seven and six, so it didn't Mm -hmm. play out. So I don't know. I have looked up and tried to get some of the components of this poll. Strength of schedule is definitely – uh, Weighted very, very heavily, and obviously, as you probably know, Auburn came out with the, the toughest schedule in the country. Again, yep. I, I take that with a grain of salt as well, because one of the things we talk about a lot on the on the air on our show, and I agree 100%, is you get a little bit of a gauge as to what kind of strength of schedule you have before the season starts, because you always have the perennial. Powers, the Georgias, the Alabamas that are on your schedule, that you pretty you feel pretty comfortable they're going to have a good year. But strength of schedule means nothing, nothing until the season's over, mm-hmm. until you can see how these teams actually – because what, you're, what a team may be ranked or what their schedule, their strength looks like early – like Texas A&M, for example. When they beat Alabama and they were at a certain point in the season – their 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 strength, what they looked like, in this index was off the charts, but look how they finished at the end of the year. Mm. So let's take a strength of schedule snapshot at the end of the year when everybody's played, all the records are in, then figure strength of schedule. Because it can drop significantly, and it can rise significantly. So I put no stock at the strength of schedule right now this early, except for a couple teams that you feel like will... We'll have a good – I'll give you an example, Ben. Mm -hmm. Penn State, okay? Penn State's a wild card, right? Right. Penn State's a traditional power. Penn State last year had a decent year, but not a top 10 year. The year before was a disaster for Penn State. Mm. So if you had Penn State on your schedule two years ago, preseason would have bolstered it. By the end of the year, it would have killed your strength of schedule because they were 0-5 in that COVID-short season. There's too many unknowns. There's too many unknowns, and people's seasons can take a lot of different turns. So let's look at strength of schedule at the end of the year as a true barometer. That's why that FBI index was so high for Auburn. I, can't, I don't understand somebody that's got questions at quarterback, questions at receiver. Unless they feel really, really strong about Bigsby and the defense combined with that schedule, Probably those are the, That's the formula, but it's it's a head scratcher to I me. Mean, I'm not going to lie to you.
0: I will say we're we're all closer to it than uh, than some of the talking heads. Uh, as I was on the roadway this past weekend, um, headed down to South Alabama to see the grandparents on Saturday. Uh, just I decided to to listen to the the Dari and Mel show on ESPN Radio. And one thing that it it shocked, because Dari brought this up, and Dari said, "I, I am flabbergasted by Auburn being at number 10. I, I, I was interested to hear the comments that Mel had, though, who's the quote-unquote college football guru, uh, at least the draft guru anyway, and how he broke down Auburn because he has a non-biased opinion. Dory of course, close because he does stuff on the SEC network. Uh, you and I always talking Auburn and Alabama football, basketball, baseball, whatever it may be here in the, in the local areas in the state of Alabama. But take a guy like a Mel Kuyper Jr. who broke it down, who – He's looking at every team like a blank slate. He doesn't have a favorite, quote unquote, uh, that he's looking at. And I was very interested to hear how high he was on Auburn. And I'm sitting there going, does he know something that we don't know? Like, I, I, yeah, that's that's the thing. I, that's the that's the intangible,
1: that's the unknown X factor. Are there people that are looking at this that are looking differently at it because we're too close? To- to the forest to see the trees. It, are they seeing? But, I mean, I, I just look at it this way. Roster construction is a big deal. Mm-hmm. A returning quarterback that's been successful in the league is a big deal. And Auburn's roster construction, I, I understand that the offensive line is going to look completely different in the fall mm. other than Z- Zaire that will be the new starter. Everyone's back. And the defense, they're really, really high on Auburn's defense, except we need some more edge rushers. But you've got a quarterback that we don't know, but we suspect who might. You've got unproven young receivers, and you may have one of the best backs in the SEC if they can block for him. I don't get it. I'm looking hard. I would like to see that. It would be wonderful if that was the case. But it can't be roster construction. I mean, there's just there's nothing there that tells me in the way of returning starters. And so what do they know or what are they looking at that we can't see? That's the million-dollar question.
0: He already had Calzada in there at the number one. Uh, I will say that. as uh, From a national standpoint, uh, Kuyper had Calzada up there and talked about his experience at AM and and how that's going to take him here. He was high on Bigsby. Uh, he did mention what you just mentioned about needing to revamp the offensive line. He was really high on the edge rushers and defensive line for Auburn. And then he basically, he even called it, he said, and Auburn has proved that they can be defensive back university." So he's, he claimed that the defense would be there. And he said, I'm not saying they should be number 10. He said, but I will say, they." as Kuyper said, he said, I think they will surprise more people than you think. And I thought that was See, shocking. That's all
1: you hope for. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you hope for. If, you, if Listen, there's a ceiling and there's a, and there's a floor. And every year when we go to SEC media days, Charlie, Doug, and I, we have votes, right? We vote for the all-conference teams. We mm-hmm. vote for the order of finish and that kind of thing. And I know this is way too early, but I'm having a hard time finding more than six wins on this schedule. And that's being as objective. And then on the other side, maybe as as optimistic as I can. Now, that takes into consideration, again, what you think other teams have. Mm. right? You could look at a game at Texas A&M at home or... Uh, you know, Mississippi State on the road or, or, and go, well, oh, you know, those are going to be tough to win. I'm going to put those as L's. And then they, they come out and lay eggs this year. Mm. And that changes the dynamic of it completely. So, you know, that that's one thing to consider is what is LSU going to have? You know, if LSU is completely rebuilding and all the people that left that team, if if Auburn gets a win at home against Arkansas, we automatically think, oh, Arkansas is going to be that much better. Because they're building, right? You're seeing that the arrow trending up. Right. What if they take a step back? What if they struggle this year? We've already beat Arkansas, you know, the last couple of years at home and on the road. What, what if What if that trend continues? Well, now you're talking about four SEC wins. You get the non-conference cupcakes that you get the two or three there. You sneak up on Penn State at home and beat them because you could have beat them last year. You're looking at eight wins. Yeah. I mean, just like so, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing six, but or, or I, I look at this, I see six, but you could get to eight or nine if some other things happen, meaning some teams you count on being better are not and take a step back. So, I don't know. I think Calzada will will obviously be the starter. That's just my prediction, and I think he will solidify and stabilize that offense. The offensive line, I'm high on. I, I, I know people probably want to get me drug tested. But I think <laughs> Killian getting, getting it left tackle is going to be big. His time has come. He's been on campus three years. Everybody else has been there. they got a little bit of depth now that they can rotate some people in. We know that we've got a lot of tight ends that can stretch the field and can, can catch balls. Yeah. Um, and so the secondary, I agree with that. Papo needs to come back and play a full year and be a difference maker like he was recruited to be mm-hmm. to solidify the linebacker core. And we need depth at edge rusher. I agree with Mel Kuyper that we, I love our edge rushers, but we need a little depth there. We're a little thin with it when it comes to depth. So it would have to be the perfect storm. It would have to be Auburn, some things clicking for Auburn and coming together and people performing at a higher level than, than, than people expected and then some other teams – Receding a little bit. If that happens, yes, they could surprise some people.
0: A big week on the Max Roundtable this week. You guys got any special plans this week?
1: Well, we've got some things going on. On the way, of, I'm sure we'll talk a little about Alabama's A Day game Saturday. Uh, the recruiting transfer portal thing is really heating up. As yes. you know, Auburn had a couple of. Uh, they had uh, Johnny Broom on campus. Uh, they're looking at this Brandy Brandon Huntley Hatfield from Tennessee. There's a couple wings that have gone to the portal. The UCF kid, I think his name is Green. Mm -hmm. Auburn's really, really high on. He's about 6'4", shoots about 38% from behind three. So, again, like I mentioned last week, this was the week that all the chips fell for Bruce Pearl and the Auburn basketball team last year with Kessler and Green. And and, uh, Zep Jasper committed early, but Green, KD Johnson, and Kessler were later. So, this was the week that this all happened. So, we'll be talking transfer portal probably football and basketball this week Um, and and just kind of seeing what the upcoming talk a little more NIL stuff Mm. about how that whole thing is becoming a very, very much of a disaster.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think we kind of all saw that going down that road i mean i I, I like the idea I, I've said it before I love the idea that that players can can make money off of their name however the restrictions at slash compliance slash whatever you want to call it that have, that has gone along with it has been just a total disaster in my opinion
1: no one wants to talk about that i know we got let let me go but no one wants to talk about the elephant of the room that, again, the spirit, just like with the transfer portal, the spirit of that was to leave somewhere and go for a better opportunity where you weren't getting playing time. Now the transfer portal is let me leave and go somewhere I can play for a national championship and get put in the league. That wasn't the spirit of the rule. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the spirit of NIL was to uh, basically reward and to go ahead and benefit the current student-athletes. It is not designed and it's not meant to be for recruiting purposes, and that's what it's become.
0: Well, it's not to miss. Not meant to be making uh, 18-year-old kids millionaires either, and it's become that. Exa-
1: eight, the Tennessee quarterback, eight million dollars. He signed a NIL contract before he signed his letter of intent
0: that's ridiculous it's and, brutal and, and and they're gonna learn rather quickly there what it's like to be in business and not perform and there'll be um, you know consequences and repercussions because of that so we shall see so You're right. they can catch you guys in the weekday afternoons hey I want you to do me a favor because I know uh, Doug is really into golf uh, you go ahead and let him know that uh, if he comes I'll see him if he doesn't he's gonna miss out they got the top golf live taking place this Saturday at Jordan here I will be in attendance Oh, man, that sounds exciting. That's good stuff. <laughs> so uh, good stuff. you tell him, make him jealous, and uh, let, him, let him know we'll, we'll be thinking I'll of him it. while we're there, all right? I'll do it, brother. You have a great week. <laughs> Thank all you, right? Darren. You too, my man. All right. All right. Daryl Daprich, Max Roundtable Mondays. Auburn Opelika this morning. News Talk, WANI Church and Pastor Spotlight going to be taking place momentarily, but not before we get to the positive thought with Dr. George Matheson after this.
1: Auburn Opelika's News Talk and Information Station. News Talk, WANI.